Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. The gastroenterologist sort of said to me at that point, you're very lucky because between 6 to 30% of people that contract what you had actually die. So that was probably the, the, the light bulb moment for me is that there is a tomorrow and everything's going to be okay. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we're chatting with the director of Vista Group and Associates, Mark Heritage. We'll follow his journey as he discovers his light bulb moment and find out what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, even a marriage breakdown and medically induced bacteria. In a typical day, Heritage is a peer-to-peer lender who helps cash-strap investors borrow money to make their property investing goals a reality. In terms of what we do, the, the, the mainstream business of ours is linking investors looking for high growth on their capital with small to medium enterprise needing money fast. So effectively, we're peer-to-peer lenders, just creating opportunities for investors to grow their capital base securely in a different way or a way in which they may not even know that is possible. That's uh, that's our Vista Group and Associates. Now, a lot of... Uh, sorry, that's our... Um, um, you grow investments. So that's, in terms of the you grow investments, uh, a lot of people ask, well, why would they come to us and not go through mainstream finance? You know, like we're dealing with directors and that, that are credit impaired, uh, businesses that need money fast, uh, different purposes as to why banks won't lend, such as ATO debts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we we screen, you know, qualified mortgage brokers, um, certified uh, in that manner, and also licensed real estate agents. So it's very important for us to conduct our due diligence to uh, ensure that the borrower has the right information. Um, we are dealing either under the code or outside the code, depending on what purpose the lend is for and what entity is actually looking to borrow the funds. So it's just a creative way to make money and deliver upon uh, a uh, you know, an opportunity, I suppose, where a borrower needs money fast and can't source it uh, through mainstream avenues. Providing opportunities for his clients in property investments is central to what Heritage does with the growing market for business loans. 
and we have two businesses. Um, we have Vista Property Buyers uh, and we also have Ugrow Investments. So they're two completely different business, but linked to property directly and indirectly. So uh, that's a bit of an introduction as to who I am uh, and where I am in terms of the tree with, uh, with Vista Group and Associates. There's always um, more, more and more competition coming to the to the business loan space uh, as as time goes on. There's there's a massive niche and an opportunity there, particularly with APRA uh, tightening lending policy and banks accordingly, uh, looking to uh, reduce the risk or the portfolio size for investments. So it makes it's making it tougher for developers and people to get money from mainstream sources. So there is a growing market um, looking to provide business lending. Um, for us, it's, it's a matter of working with repeat clients uh, that know our process and also understand that we are looking for them to actually grow from this scenario, not just our investors. Uh, so it's, it's all about you growing as, as an individual investor or entity, and it's all about the business growing um, so we can you know, pr- establish that long-term foundation relationship that's very important for us in terms of our business. In order to lend money to clients, the loaning business provides a secure method of growing their investments as Heritage explains. We have our own um, individual cash that we put in, um, so we're in a good position that we can put forward our own cash into investments. But that's a side note and the main mainstream reason for us getting into this space is, to, is, is that we saw benefit in putting money securely into these types of investments and securing it against real estate as either a first or a second mortgage position registered against title. So we thought, well, why don't we open those sorts of opportunities up to investors looking for good solid growth securely? Uh, and we're talking anywhere between can be 10 to 15% per annum. Now, you know, as you're aware, Tyrone, you know, the banks are offering, you know, two, two and a half, maybe 3% per annum. So it's, it's just something something else out there without actually owning property directly where you can control property. Because if you go into a transaction and you're looking to lend money for a six-month period and everything's cruising along until the expiry comes, and for some reason the borrower doesn't pay the money back, we have options up our sleeve because we're registered against title. We have some control over that asset. So although we continue to work with the borrower and we're not uh, debt collectors, we need to uphold our position because it is a business transaction. So that's where we have the control aspect to secure our locked-in position of, of that, that set return. You know, and obviously beyond that six-month period, uh, if, if things don't transpire or settle on time, we have a default rate that kicks in for the investor as well. So their money is continuing to work for them until settlement occurs. As with all investments, the client can choose what level of risk they're willing to put forward. Heritage says that his company is able to explain to clients what their due diligence is and educates them in order for them to exercise control over their investments. And, and that's up to the individual itself because we're all different, Tyrone, as you, as you can appreciate. you know, some, some people love to get out there and throw everything they've got at everything and you know, others are more conservative and like to assess the risk, conduct their due diligence and, and do all those sorts of things that we put forward you know, for the investor for consideration in every transaction. We'll conduct the due diligence and put a proposal to the investor. Um, and, you know, it, it all depends on what you 
uh, are comfortable with at the end of the day in terms of your risk profiling. And a lot of people don't even know that. So it's for us, it's basically questions of the answer. So just digging a little bit deeper into their situation and understanding their investment strategy and why they're looking to do something as such. Because, you know, a lot of people may come with $10,000. They might, might may come with $100,000 or a $1 million. And we'll, we'll assess that and say, well, okay, based on, you know, say, for example, your $100,000 position, what are you comfortable with putting forward in that? And and they might say 50 or, or 80,000. And we might say, well, okay, let's, for your first transaction or your first investment opportunity, why don't we revise that down to 50% of what you're comfortable with? Or out of the 100, let's say 30,000, 40,000. So we can build some, build some confidence and assurance in the process so you understand that moving forward and see the benefit that it's actually adding to your, to your life uh, rather than throwing the $100,000 in and really not fully understanding the process and not conducting full due diligence. Um, you know, we're trying to educate the investors as well to be in a position where they've got full control over their, not just their assets, but also their liquid cash position, because that's what really can help them compound uh, to a position of, you know, potential retirement or growth a lot sooner. The turn of Heritage's career into business lending came from a clear decision to do what he was passionate about. I'm originally from Bendigo, Tyrone in in central Victoria, a beautiful little town going through uh, major growth and has has gone through major growth recently uh, and will continue to growth growth for the next uh, foreseeing 30, 30 odd years, you know, the, the current population that in the area is around 120. They're forecasting near 200,000 people within 30 years. So that's significant infrastructure change and service changes required in that area, such as, you know, similar to Geelong and, and Ballarat and these sorts of regions as well. So that's that's a bit of uh, my background. So educated in, in Bendigo and then moved to Echuca and lived there for 18 years, worked for a global giant and worked my way through the organisation. And I suppose at one point lost the desire about 10 years into that and was looking for some alternatives to continue to um, develop myself and educate myself to one day be able to leave that organisation and, and, and do something myself that I'm really passionate about. Um, you know, I, I think from that point, once I made that decision, uh, the rest was pretty easy. Uh, and what I find a lot of people struggle with is they get to a particular point in their job or in their work as an employee and they think of all their current financial situations and how hard it can often be to make that change and what's involved. Although they see other people do it, they think, well, the safety net for me is to just stay where I am and just accept that that's part of my life. And that wasn't wasn't me. That's not who I am. I'm all about personal development and growth. So I went out and I pursued um, a vendor finance background. I, I pursued, um, you know, up, upskilling myself in, in renovations, upskilling myself in property, getting my head around finances, all these sorts of things. And I quickly developed a skill set where, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I'd put together vendor finance transactions, option deals, joint venture deals, all often in the one deal within itself. So, you know, how I catapulted in or springboarded into that was surrounding myself with a very close group of people that I trusted. Now, a great question I often get asked is, well, how, how did you get to that point? Um, and, it, and it's a fantastic question because 
everyone has a different answer. But for me, it was asking questions of individuals. And for me, questions are the answers. And I'll continue to ask questions every day because that's how I grow and learn. But that was pretty much for me, uh, linking myself within networks in in those fields of property and continuing to dig down and drill down to see what people have actually done, see what they're actually doing today and see what they're planning to do for the future and what their actual motivation in wanting to do something with me actually is. So that was a few, a few key components for me. The moment that inspired him to make the pivotal change in his career was a matter of life and death. All our stories are different, but mine was sort of, uh, you know, I'd, I'd been through a marriage breakdown and that was one thing. And then within three months, I contracted a, a medically induced bacteria that almost killed me within three months. So I had a massive sort of six month period where I was in intensive care, looking at liver transplants, these types of things. And I was a very fit athletic sort of guy that always prides himself on doing the right thing and training every day. And, you know, the gastroenterologist sort of said to me at that point, you're very lucky because between six to 30% of people that contract what you had actually die. So that was probably the, the, the light bulb moment for me is that there is a tomorrow and everything's going to be okay. But what do I learn from the experiences that I've had? Um, And from that moment uh, moving forward, knowing once I return to full health and living a healthy lifestyle every day and being connected with myself, uh, I knew everything would be okay because I have a lot to offer. I have skill sets uh, that I've developed over a period of time through multiple renovations. And me and my previous business business partner, we'd we'd completed uh, 30-odd renovation projects combined. And, you know, there's a significant amount of experience and skills that you develop, not just in doing the renovations and outsourcing and these types of things, but it's the negotiations, it's the sourcing, it's knowing what questions to ask of selling agents or vendors directly, these types of things. So that's where I add the value for my clients as part of Vista Property Buyers. And, um, you know, I work with a very select group of individuals right now that want me to source and secure property and negotiate the, you know, the terms for them. But I'm looking to expand that aspect in my business as well as uh, continue to grow the UGrow investments aspect from the peer-to-peer lending perspective. Beginning his journey in property investing all started at a high school reunion, which sparked the idea to attain his real estate license. This led him and his partner to think outside the box and be proactive in their decision-making regarding finance. Before I was still working full-time um, in a job that I'd lost a desire for. So I, I'd started to, um, you know, just talk to people. And, you know, the, the, the person I connected with at the time was uh, an old school colleague. We, we met at a, a reunion and we sort of just had a discussion around, you know, where we're at in our life and what had transpired and what really, you know, the next chapter could look like. And, and you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of alignment there. And, synergies within what we were what we were both doing so we embarked upon a journey together for a period of time you know almost five years and and that sort of led us through to the point where you know we'd we'd upskilled ourselves in renovation um vendor finance to the point where we obtained our you know real estate agent license um then we went down the, the private lending aspect of you know we were stuck in a project once where we purchased a property at auction and had commitment from the bank to give us the money and then we found that instead of them giving us 80 percent to do what we needed to do they're only going to give us 65 percent so we were 15 percent short so we thought creative hat on what are we going to do 
so we we sourced a professional in, investor and uh, got a private lender in for a six month period. Gave them a fifteen percent secured return, and they were they were stoked because we'd turned that property over and sold within four months, and still had their fifteen percent locked in. So it was even an even better return for the uh, for the investor. But you know that's what leads you down one path to sort of think, well, okay, if I'm in a liquid cash position or if I've got cash sitting on the sidelines, instead of sitting in an offset account, saving me 4.5 to 5% interest, switch the mind to say, well, how can I actually get that money to work for me rather than save for me? And what can I do with that securely, even if it's not the full amount, even if it's a portion of that, how can I do that? Or what can I do with it? So, yeah, that's what sort of led us to the point where we thought, well, how can we do that? What do we need to do? So we went out and got our cert for in finance and mortgage broking and conducted multiple transactions. And, you know, we've done over 40 odd um, business loans over the last 18 months. And that's been a fantastic experience and growth opportunity for us. Um, And now that's a pure focus of mine, um, along with uh, the next phase of or chapter of uh, looking to grow the Vista property buyers, uh, business as well. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into Mark Heritage's journey on why he chose to focus on property as an investment. I'm very much a numbers person. You know, I'm non-emotive with uh, with property. You know, to me, it's just a vehicle or a money tap that can be generated, you know, multiple ways. But for me, it was about, well, what do the numbers tell you? The amazing aha moment where everything fell into place for him. Within two days, the people from next door had come in and had a look at the property, although it was unrenovated at the time, just cleaned out. They said, we're interested to buy the property. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Sharp and you're listening to Property Investory. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates and two loan types. One with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Are you looking at buying property? Unsure which suburb to choose? Let me share with you an amazing tool. It's called Location Score and it's the simplest way to decide where to buy profitable property all over Australia. Created by property experts Ben Kingsley, Bryce Holloway and Jeremy Shepard. You can check it out at propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score. Also, when you buy through my affiliate link, I'll give you one month access to the Property Investory Club where you can learn from the experts and be part of a private property investing community valued at $99. Visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash location score to claim your special offer. Heritage said his lending businesses had been running for over two years, but initially it was difficult to develop them. 
business has been operational for about uh, two and a half years. Um, it did take us a little while to establish ourselves and, and, and get active in the marketplace. So we were conducting our own renovation projects and that was providing it, uh, proving difficult to focus on growing our business while we were knee deep in projects and on tools most days, if that makes sense, Tyrone. So it was it, it was pretty tough to grow our brand and our position and, and our and our identity, you know, whilst we were whilst we were knee deep in earning chunks of money, uh, without focusing on how can we provide cash flow um, and, and build cash flow position and and still focus on those chunk deals as well. His chosen industry was founded on an aptitude for analysis and improvement. Heritage says it's important to ask questions to find the right cultural fit for him and his clients. I'm very much a numbers person. You know, I'm not emotive with uh, with property. You know, to me, it's just a vehicle or a money tap that can be generated, you know, multiple ways. But for me, it was about, well, what do the numbers tell you? And, and I started putting numbers together and that's a lot of my background in, in analysis type work and continuous improvement. Um, so for me, it was... And a no-brainer, really, when you get to the point where people are looking at property because 90% of people I find are so emotionally attached to certain deals. Uh, and, and the first question you ask is, okay, do you have finance pre-approval or what are the numbers telling you? And the answer is no and no or yes and no. Um, th- there's just no alignment. So for me, it was pretty straightforward that, you know, if you're purchasing a property you know, the traditional method, you know, factoring in your stamp duty, factoring in, you know, your capital gains tax if you're flipping property, your renovation costs plus a bit more because it's always going to eventuate. And then knowing your knowing your target market and exit point uh, is very important because people get so fixated, I find, on, well, what are we going to pay for it? You know, for me, it's about working the other way, seeing the potential in the property every time you inspect it to see where you can create or manufacture that growth to say, well, okay, if I do this or if I do that, how long is it going to take me? Who's going to be required and how much money is going to be required? And at the end of the day, what may that look like in a sales price? And then build all those calculations in and work backwards to say, okay, for all that and to make a chunk of cash out of it that I'm happy with, whether it be 10% or 20% or 30%, profit what does the entry price need to be and if i if i go into that if i go north of that at any stage through negotiations i'm jeopardizing and putting at risk my position or my profit because you know it's it, it's very very easy to say okay we'll buy it for this without actually knowing that endpoint based on proven market statistics and comparables in that area because if we're in something for six to 12 months, we don't know what's going to change in that period of time. Market could grow or, or it could retract. We just It's just the unforeseen sort of thing. That's where, for us, the option deals have been fantastic. The joint venture deals have also been fantastic, where you're working with a partner that can bring something to the deal, not just because you like that person or you see what they do. Um, sometimes it's good to learn, but you also always really want to, ensure that whoever is involved in your joint venture transactions are actually adding some form of value or skill set that you don't have. And that's been pivotal to all our, all our joint venture deals that we've conducted. To get a glimpse into his strategy, Heritage says that the short-term private lending has been very beneficial. You know, we've got, uh, we've got property that will 
uh, or has has appreciated in value in recent years, which is fantastic. They've, they're in uh, good growth corridors. They're close to services. They're close to universities. All the key ticket items that gives you the um, likelihood if at any point you need to sell, which is not what we're about. But circumstances in life change, as I just alluded to before. You know, we've got we may have a grand plan, but at the end of the day, life will determine where you go. Um, not just your decision and your due diligence and your education, but certain things in life can change. So it's about if you are in that situation, you do have a property in, in, in a good good area. It's, it's, it's super critical for us. Um, but uh, apart from that, yeah, we hold, we hold property. It's appreciated in value. Uh, we're finding that if we had to put that same money into short-term private lending, what would be... Uh, I suppose the best outcome right now, well, for us, it's the short-term private lending. That's giving us the better returns as opposed to property. Um, yes, there's risk associated with both and tax implication depending on, you know, how you've set up to either invest or, or uh, buy property. His advice on starting out in property investing is to build an understanding across all possible aspects of the situation. In every transaction of ours, has everything gone to plan? No, it hasn't. Have some worked? Yeah, absolutely. And have some not? Absolutely. Have we lost money out of a transaction? Yes, we have. Um, so it's about, and th- th- these are early days. So we've built the process and understanding and changed the mindset and all these sorts of things to a point now where you are basing everything on logic and absolutely nothing on emotion. And, uh, you know, early days when I was getting started, I was looking for property. I found something with a big backyard. I just went ahead and decided to do things and, you know, this is going to be good. You know, let's let's look at purchasing something like that because in time we should be able to do this, that and that, the other, you know, without really looking at precedence in the area, without really looking at the council plans for the zone, these types of things. So very important to understand what the council is doing, what the vision for the region is over what period of time, what's actually happening, uh, what's forecast to happen. And these are the types of dynamics we look at uh, when making current investment decisions um, ourselves and for clients is to uh, see what's actually driving that market. Through experience, he has learned a lot about how certain factors can diminish your projects, such as unforeseen problems. There's some, there's some deals that were put together based on, as I said, purchase on emotion where you, you purchase a property under a joint venture arrangement and then all of a sudden um, the, 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 z- the zoning or council regulations don't allow you to do what you thought you could do. So not conducting thorough due diligence. And you know, then once mindful of that, turning the property over and not, not losing a lot of money from it, but by the time you pay your stamp duty and pay your agent's costs on exit within a period of time and if the market hasn't gone up, as, as, in, as in this case, you know, you, you can often be ten to twenty thousand dollars out of pocket. You know, and we're talking properties in the three to four hundred thousand dollar range, not three to four million dollar range. Otherwise, it could be totally different. So those experiences early days um, were very important. You know, even renovation projects where you you know you expect to be you know spending ten thousand dollars quickly turns into thirty thousand dollars because of all the unforeseens, you know, problems with the laundry, the water, the plumbing, the you know the termites in the wall that weren't identified. 
these sorts of things. So that just diminishes your project to walk away with, you know, maybe $5,000 after six weeks of hard work as opposed to $40,000. So there's been all those types of experiences and, um, you know, that's why now when representing clients from a Vista property buyer's perspective and we're buying property, you know, the main thing is not just the vision and the strategy or sourcing and securing the right property. It's about understanding, firstly, what condition is the property in. So getting the professional building and pest inspection, that's that's paramount, getting an electrical inspection um, based upon the building inspector's report and then being able to determine, well, okay, we, we know that that's clear. We know that the plumbing, the situation, everything is right. Um, there's nothing scary. There's no moisture around. We're comfortable moving forward to submit an offer. But without that building and pest inspection, it creates some uncertainty. And, you know, if, you, if you're investing with uncertainty, um, to me, it's purely emotive driven. And it just doesn't make sense. And that's only through experience you learn that. The moment when everything clicked for Heritage was during one of his projects on a rundown property where the neighbours made an offer. This experience taught him to stick to a plan but be open to opportunities that may arise. The property that was featured in the uh, Australian Property Investor magazine back in uh, November last year was a property where high level, you know, we made net $130,000 which was secured within five days of starting the actual project. Up until that point, the negotiations took some time. Um, so we had a dilapidated pro- uh, property. A joint venture partner got in touch with us. We built a plan together and we were bringing something to the table in terms of finance and negotiations. And they were bringing the sourcing of the property to the table as well as being able to add value with managing trades and doing the works required on the property. So, you know, going back to that, we built a plan based on an inspection report, based on opinions of sales agents in the area uh, because we weren't familiar with or I wasn't familiar directly with that area so I was relying upon not just my my joint venture partner but also conducting my own due diligence and engaging other professionals that could uh, help me in making a decision with what would be best in this scenario. So at the end of the day, we expected to be in this thing and it was it was in terrible condition, and the photos in the article actually demonstrates that. But we look to just clean the basics of it up, leave the full renovations, painting, cleaning, polishing the floorboards, replacing kitchens, everything to the next person coming through. So we wanted to sell it as a as, as a renovator's delight. Now we got so that was going to make us about eighty thousand dollars. Sorry, fifty thousand dollars within uh, two weeks of cleanup work. That was, our, that, was, that was our target, which is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. You would not be disappointed with that. So, so, so we, got, we got into the project and once we cleaned everything out and filled two container loads full of stuff that was inside and outside of the property, we realised that structurally the property was very good. Um, we realised that it wasn't going to cost us much time and much more money or capital to actually fix this thing up ourselves. So we changed tact and we thought, well, okay, we've, we've actually had a private lender come into this option deal under, you know, under a joint venture. So it was a joint venture deal between us and, and the joint venture partner to secure the deal. Uh, we put it under option with the vendor or, or the landlord at the time. And then we had uh, a, a vacant possession 
and we engaged a money lender to provide the funds required to work on it. And that at that point, it was going to be about ten to fifteen thousand dollars to clean it all up, skip hire trades, you know, commercial cleaning, these types of things, and and wages. And then we found out that partway through, two days later, in fact, that we'd filled up two skip loads and we were at a point where we could extract more than this. And uh, if we spent another $10,000, so, you know, we had the potential to get up to, you know, two ten, two twenty thousand, maybe even slightly more. So we engaged with our private lender, had a discussion around what we wanted to do. They increased their position. They were happy with the outcome. And further to that, we had conversation with the next door neighbour because there was no running water or power on site. So we, we touched base with them, said, look, we'll give you some money. And is it OK if we run a court over the back fence, blah, blah, blah? We expect to be here for two weeks. They were more than accommodating because they wanted the property fixed up because it was an eyesore in the street. So we'd, uh, we'd been down that track and cut a long story short, within two days, the people from next door had come in and had a look at the property, although it was unrenovated at the time, just cleaned out. They said, we're interested to buy the property. So it, it was fantastic for us that that property was under contract within five days of actually starting. Now, I said to my, said to my JV partner, what would you be happy with? And he sort of said, look, if we can get 210 now before, you know, we'll renovate it and finish the job off. But if we can get that, we'll be stoked. So, you know, I, I went to work and I sort of done my due diligence further, spoke to some local agents around, you know, fully renovated sales price for that type in that area. Uh, give me some comparables, look at what we need to do to get it to that level. And they come back at 240, et cetera. And I thought, well, that's pretty good. So what I negotiated with the neighbours is that if we could lock it in under contract at 230,000, uh, the deal's done. How do they feel with that? And basically, they said, let's do it. So we got the contract preparation done, and I went back to the JV partner and said, look, you're happy with 210 You know, I think we can get a little bit more than that. And he said, well, $1,000 or two, you know, it'd be fantastic. I said, look, we've got it under contract, 230000 The deal's done. And, it, you know, it was, it was happy days because, you know, we've gone from offloading this thing for 150 to a renovator who would go in and do all the job, you know, we've extracted another $80,000 out of this project for $10,000 spend uh, and, ex- and an extra two weeks of work. So that's where you get back to your point, you know, was there an aha moment or yes, absolutely. Plans can change sometimes for the for good and sometimes, you know, not so good. But this was a real moment where if you've got a plan, stick to it, yes, but be open to suggestions and be open to different ways of looking to do things. If you see an opportunity and you're not sure how to go about it, ask someone. You know, always seek out help that where, where people or professionals that you can trust can add some value. Take some photos, put it on Facebook groups, do these types of things because you may be cutting yourself short. Inspired by this story and the lessons Mark Heritage has learned on his property investing journey, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on property investory. We'll talk about how to apply his strategy. But when you get to the level of understanding the motivation, sometimes there's some flexibility around getting the result and dealing with the vendors directly is a really powerful 
method or strategy for investors looking to do something in property because it can be quite creative. Success habits for property investing? It's the morning meditation ritual where I where I get up and I practice meditation because it, I do have to practice it. I'm no different to anybody else. It's not yet part of every everyday activity for me, although I'm working towards that becoming part of who I am or as you mentioned, a habit. And that's next time on a future episode of Property Investory. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. 